this is WTM Watch This Movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I ain't drinking up. First, you gotta do the Trump shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W-G-M. Watch this movie. I guess if people are going to be talking about my personal business on their podcast, <laughs> I might have to stop sharing stories. Well, you shared the story on the podcast. <laughs> So oh, I didn't know. I didn't know people were gonna make fun of me for it. <laughs> like I'm the only person in the history of the world who's gotten sick by extreme images in a film. I don't know. Plus, it was extenuated, <laughs> extenuating circumstances. Yeah, that was your own fault. Eating a fucking pizone. That was a bad <laughs> idea. It was immediately after seeing Joker too. So Steve was like, "Yeah, I don't know what that is." I go, it's it's a pizza where the <laughs> toppings are on the inside. And instead of sauce <laughs> in it, they make you dip it in a cup. <laughs> and he just sent like a, a gift that was like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a calzone, but it's from Pizza Hut, so they call it a pizzone. Yeah. P <laughs> apostrophe zone. <laughs> They're not as good as they used to be. They used to put that uh, the breadstick seasoning on them. They'd butter them up, and then they'd put the seasoning on them after they baked them. Yeah. Now they just bake some fucking cheese into the crust and say, eh, good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks to uh, Stephen Park for Movie Drone for the shout-out. <laughs> Their new episode on Joker. Give me a hard time. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I didn't get through it. I was too busy at work. I'll get through it tomorrow. I see. I did enjoy the Joker uh, impressions, though. Mm. As uh, I suggested that, <laughs> so I appreciate it. Did you get which ones they were? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I thought he hit that Caesar Romero pretty good. <laughs> That's a hard one to do. This is do uh, Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. You hear some. Pretty crazy stories about Cesar Romero and what he liked to do in his personal life. Cesar Romero couldn't be bothered to shave his mustache off to play the Joker. Uh, all right, let's start the show. Welcome back to WTM. Watch this movie. I am Eric Mulder. You're sorry. Check my shorts for Christ's sake. Yeah, I am sorry. You'll have to bear with me as I'm getting over a cold. So my voice won't be what it. Usually isn't anyways. A, a negligible <laughs> difference. Uh, the other voice you hear is Mr. Positivity, Wolfie T. Chicken Dippers! This is a, another recently seen episode. And uh, we also are recording It Comes at Night, movie breakdown of It Comes at Night. Yeah. Uh, which I think I'll actually be posting before this episode. Spoilers. So, you probably already heard it. <laughs> Hopefully. Spoiler alert. It doesn't really come in. <laughs> or maybe it does. I don't know. You'll have to listen to the episode. Yep. Again, maybe. Because <laughs> you probably already did. All right. Should we just get right down to it? 
Let's do it. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? We both saw Three from Hell. One of us saw it in the theater for the special one-time-only engagement. And a markup. How much was the ticket? It was $15. Mm. Mm. But I had almost $3 in uh, AMC Stubbs Rewards. <laughs> so it, it ended up being about 13 now you just got yourself a new streaming service with Stubbs I gotta, Rewards. I got to look into that because I better, as an A-lister, have free access to everything. <laughs> I don't think it's fair to make me pay for on-demand rentals. <laughs> make it one of my three a week, I don't care, but I don't want to pay extra. Yeah. Well, uh, yes. Um, you want to go over the details or should I? It's called Three from Hell, if we didn't say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to know what the synopsis on IMDb is? Well, I'm sure we'll get to it pretty soon. <laughs> I'm going to jump the gun and yeah. read it. It is sequel to The Devil's Rejects. <laughs> <laughs> that is the synopsis on IMDb. Uh, written and directed by Rob Zombie, which is his uh, his birth name. Um. Starring Sherry Moon Zombie, Bill Mosley, Sid Haig, uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips, Richard Brake, uh, Kevin Jackson, Tracy Lee, Sylvia Jeffries, uh, Emilio Rivera, Richard Edson, Pancho Moler, who is not Hornswoggle, uh, D. Wallace. Uh, Matthew Willig, you would recognize. He's the big dude with the mask at the end of the movie. Spoilers, sorry. Uh, Clint Howard's in there, too. Daniel Roebuck, you might recognize. I recognize Stephen Michael uh, Cazeta. He played Gomez on Breaking Bad. Oh, that's right. Hank's partner. So there's a lot of people in here. Uh, Danny Trejo's in there for a minute. Richard Ryle, you might notice he was the... uh, the dude from Office Space who was jumping to conclusions. Yep. I recognized him. Uh, yeah, so uh, quite the cast. Yeah, so this is the sequel to The Devil's Rejects. <laughs> and House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> yeah, so it's the third in the trilogy. And it's, uh, you know, it's basically uh, the Firefly family. You know, Otis Driftwood, who's name isn't firefly for some reason (laughs) (laughs) and uh baby firefly and uh we get a new character their half brother uh foxy aka the midnight wolf man (laughs) and uh they're on the run again yeah they survived uh 20 gunshots each 20 bullets each from the devil's rejects and uh you know sid haig was in a diminishing health so he's not in this movie for much Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very sad, and I know that because the lady next to me in the, th- in the theater, every time he was on screen or they mentioned him, she would go, "Ah," <laughs> and that's how I knew it was sad that he was, <laughs> you know. But that would have been fucking annoying. <laughs> it, it was, and she was a little bit chatty, not like loud chatty, but like. Just enough that I noticed that it was happening. And, uh, yeah. Otherwise, 
it, I don't know. I liked the movie. I thought it was it was really good. Uh, it's I'd say tonally it's or like stylistically it's more like Devil's Rejects than House of a Thousand Corpses. It's a little bit of a greatest hits. There there are a number of lines where it's like I remember that one. That's a good one. I like that. But it didn't seem to me like it was overwhelmingly relying on past uh, cliches from the other movies. It was more of, this is how the characters are. It makes sense for them to repeat some of these lines. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not really a straight-up horror movie, I felt. It was more of yeah. a, like a crime drama, I guess you can say, with hints of horror elements, uh, comedy, action. Uh, there's... I don't want to spoil anything too much, but yeah, there's there's some things in there that are expected and some things that are unexpected, and I really enjoyed it. And I say you should see it. WTM soonish, soonish, soonish. Wow! I think that if you are a fan of these movies, I find it hard to believe that you would <laughs> have you a problem dumb with bastard. This. <laughs> I I think uh, it was really enjoyable. It was fun, and uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. I disagree. Well, I did find certain parts entertaining. You know, I do like the characters. I like the first two movies a lot. It just felt cheap, and I didn't really care that much about what was going on, especially towards the end. They introduced some new characters that have connections to our main characters, our protagonists from previous installments and didn't really give a shit about that. Um, now, did you, I rewatched Devil's Rejects the day that I went to see this. And I rewatched it like a m- month ago. Yeah, and I think it made more sense to me, maybe, potentially, because, so... I don't know. It's in relation to Danny Trejo's character. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to go too much beyond that. But in The Devil's Rejects, Danny Trejo and Diamond Dell's page are the ones that turn over The Devil's Rejects to Sheriff Wydell. Yeah. And so there's kind of that connection there. And then Mm. we get a revenge element in Three from Hell. Yeah. And they don't dwell on it a lot, but... To me, it made sense why things played out the way they did. It made sense. Not saying it didn't make sense. It just didn't really care because it's the same. It's the same one as the motivation for Devil's Rejects from House of a Thousand Corpses. And in Devil's Rejects, you get a kick-ass performance from William Forsythe, and you get a whole like it's a whole arc of a story and throughout the film with his character. Right. And this one, it's just kind of towards the end. Like, oh, yeah, of course, Danny Trejo had kids, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, you need it, like, so for Three from Hell, like, it's more so, like, spending time with the characters, right? You get, you know, you get to hang out with the characters for a little bit. You get to, you know, travel with them as they're they're on the run. Mm -hmm. Um, Get to see some of their homicidal tendencies. And then you kind of get lulled into a false sense of security, like everything's good. And so that ramps up the, you know, the 
the drama at the end, like, you know, you have, have to have something there at the climax that they have to overcome, mm-hmm. right? And I I thought it was good. I liked it. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Um, yeah, Richard Brake, who I don't mind in general, uh, not a good replacement for Captain Spaulding's character. It was definitely different. It was a different feel. But I can't imagine Sid ha- Sid Haig handling the type yeah. of stuff that he would have had to handle in the in the role if he uh, had a bigger uh, yeah. impact in the movie. I know. I mean, I know he couldn't have done it, but if he was healthy enough, I think it would have made the film a whole lot better. Yeah, chemistry would have been better, and it would have been more entertaining to me. I don't know. I find it. I tried not to compare him to Captain Spaulding because, I mean, it's a new character. You got to give him a shot. Yeah, like I said, I didn't think he was a bad character. It just, he's no Captain Spaulding. Who is? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's, they kind of went into that in the in the movie. Like, he he's not nearly on the level as uh, Otis and, and Baby as far as his fame and his infamy and the the criminal acts that he's committed. Mm. Um, so he's kind of playing catch up through throughout the movie, but uh, it's definitely a different dynamic. I think uh, they they did what they could with it, and uh, I I thought it like I said I I thought it turned out well. Yeah, I will give it a last resort. It's a last resort. Did I push your button for eventually or soonish? No, Sorry. you didn't. You played that dumb bastard clip. <laughs> soonish. There you go. So on the website, it'll be eventually. <laughs> I saw a couple Netflix movies, brand new releases. Do those count? Are those really cinema? <laughs> More so than Marvel, according to Scorsese, <laughs> since his fucking movie's coming out on Netflix. <laughs> I don't even know what he means by that. It's not cinema. Like it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing it in a movie theater. It has character in a story. Characters in a story. Sure is. Do you hear Jennifer Aniston complaining about Marvel movies too? Yeah. And then they announced she's doing a sequel to that fucking Adam Sandler movie that you watched. <laughs> yeah. yeah you and thirty six other thirty six million other people in the first week. <laughs> So she's doing her part to uh, really build the uh, the industry up. Yeah, well, I saw El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. I was going to watch that this week. I didn't have time. Directed by and written by Vince Gilligan, who created the TV show Breaking Bad, starring Aaron Paul, Jonathan Banks, Matt Jones, Charles Baker, Todd Terry, Julie Pearl, Larry Hankin. Jesse Plemons, Scott MacArthur, Marla Gibbs, Robert Forrester. R.I.P. Yep. And Brian Cranston. Sorry, I mean, aww. <laughs> yeah. Synopsis. A sequel of sorts to Breaking Bad following Jesse Pinkman after the events captured in the finale of Breaking Bad. Jesse is now on the run as a massive police manhunt for him is in operation. So, no, I hadn't watched Breaking Bad since the finale aired. Yeah. 
So I kind of gave myself a bit of a, re a refresher. I read the plot summaries for all 16 episodes of the final season. And then actually when you play the movie, there is a recap of sorts of the series. Okay. Although it's a terrible recap. It's I not, mean, it's 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 a lot to fit into like something that's three minutes long. They didn't do like the Friday the Thirteenth method and just show like the last five minutes. <laughs> no, no, just some of the highlights and like there's plenty of characters you don't even see. Like in the recap, I don't think you even see Saul Goodman once. Maybe maybe once. I don't know. Uh, I don't think you see Gus Fring. You don't. They don't really get like Hanks character really mm -hmm. you see some of the clips but from that recap i don't think you know that he's the brother-in-law okay that type of a thing That's i don't weird. know i don't know maybe but i don't know it was well you have to have seen the series to watch this movie mm -hmm. basically i mean to get anything out of it otherwise it's kind of like a, I don't know, a tv show with a background you don't know it's kind of like going to Endgame and not having watched any <laughs> Marvel movies. Probably. <laughs> what if you just watched the last episode? <laughs> it would make more sense. <laughs> uh, but they do. There's plenty of flashbacks. Uh, I guess new flashbacks. You know, newly filmed flashbacks. Oh, okay. Because it kind of opens with him talking to Mike um, in a flashback. And he tell it was filmed for the movie. Yeah. Same with the uh, Walter White scene, I'm sure was uh, filmed for the movie. That's one of the things about like Better Call Saul, the TV series, mm -hmm. is like this stuff happened uh, years before the Breaking Bad series, but all these characters look fucking ten years older. Yeah, especially what's uh, Lavelle Crawford's character? I forget him, but it, doesn't he get skinny? Yeah, he lost hurt. like he lost like two hundred pounds, and then he also looks like he's about twenty years older. <laughs> well, the skin starts to hang, <laughs> you know. But he's uh, he's playing himself like ten or like five years ago. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, good performances. There's some entertaining moments. Uh, I guess I didn't really feel like it was all that needed. The movie itself. Right. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, I thought they put a bow on like pretty much everything mm -hmm. with the series finale. It seems weird that they're going back. Because Vince Gilligan was kind of uh, known for being kind of anal about everything, you know, being explained away. Or, you know, not having plot holes or, you know, loose ends. Yeah. So it seems kind of odd that he'd be like, let's go back and we'll reopen this. Mm -hmm. And uh, it being essential to watch the series before you watch the movie, it's kind of hard to even give it like a rating, like a regular mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. Uh, I'll say eventually. Eventually. Like it wasn't incredible. It did kind of feel like it just a two hour episode of the show. Mm hmm. Um, if that's the sequel you want to do, like Jesse Pinkman's is, uh, story is the avenue you'd want to go down. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they were, it certainly wasn't bad. Um, it was, it was kind of fun to, uh, spend more time with the, uh, some of the characters. It's funny that you 
mentioned Laval, uh, Lavelle Crawford yeah. breaking our uh, Better Call Saul because Jesse Plemons is in El Camino mm-hmm. and he's aged and gained some weight <laughs> since he was on Breaking Bad. <laughs> you know, and this is, there's a lot of flashbacks to before yeah. Breaking Bad even ends. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you are not fat and old in that final, <laughs> you know, final climactic scene in Breaking Bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and when you killed that kid, you were skinny and young as well. So I don't know what happened in between. <laughs> What's well, that baby weight? Yeah. You know, he just is, uh, he just had a baby with uh, Kirsten Dunst. I'm guessing he just put on pounds for uh, sympathy, for support, weight. sympathy weight is what they call that. Either that or is for his role in Fargo. Oh, you betcha, yeah, yeah. Or but, uh, uh, and then he just left it on. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he was in the uh, game night. Is the the cop next yeah, door? Yeah, he's kind of slimmed down in there, isn't he? I I don't know. He's probably maybe in the middle. Okay. He's the best part of that movie. That movie yeah, is he's fucking really great. But yeah, it, it was a good show. So, I mean, what would I give a couple good episodes of Breaking Bad? Right. I give it a positive rating. Yeah. So, eventually. All right. <clears throat> so, I saw another movie at the theater. 2019 film called Gemini Man. Ooh. I did not see it in 3D high frame rate. I saw it in 2D. Oh, good for you. And how was it? Well, it was directed by Ang Lee. I think we went over that kind of racist joke about Ang Lee's name. Where he tells somebody that he's Ang Lee. And they're like, why are you so mad? And he says, no, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> You should not laugh at that. I joke, I joke, I joke. Why you not know joke when you hear joke? With <laughs> his racist Asian character. Eddie, well, he can't, Eddie Murphy, he can't be racist, right? <laughs> Even the character admits to be racist. <laughs> yeah. But it's the character being racist, not racist being the character. <laughs> it works on multiple levels. Anyways, uh, Gemini Man stars uh, Will Smith. Ed Will Smith, right? That's the joke, <laughs> right? Uh, M- Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, Clive Owen, uh, Benedict Wong, Douglas Hodge. That's probably all the main characters. Synopsis. An over-the-hill hitman faces off against a younger clone of himself. That's over-the-hill seems a little derogatory. Because <laughs> the dude still is pulling off stuff that other hitman couldn't pull off. Mm-hmm. But he was like two inches off of where he wanted to be with his shot. So he's like, I gotta quit. I'm 50. And then everybody reminds him that he's 51. I don't know. So, yeah, Will Smith is a hitman. He retires. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's some stuff going on that he's still kind of involved with. And uh, they send people out to kill him. One of them being a clone that was uh, made of him in the 90s. 
It was one year before Dolly, the sheep. <laughs> Which they said that in the movie. So, there's that. Uh, it's a pretty generic action movie. Uh, kind of bland story. Nothing too special. It's not like it's bad. Like, it wasn't, like, boring or anything like that. It was just... It was kind of even throughout. Like, evenly toned throughout. There's no, like, real high highs or low lows. Um, nothing too special about the story. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Will Smith. You know, I've heard complaints about the, the CGI on the de-aging of his face. And, like, I don't know. I, I don't think it was, like, terrible, but, like, the younger version of him was so pouty. Like, I don't know if that was as a result of a acting choice or <laughs> or if it was because of CGI, he couldn't open his mouth. But, uh, yeah, the younger Will Smith is real whiny. <laughs> kind of fucking annoying. Um, yeah, I don't know. I give this a last resort. If you're kind of on the fence with this one, I would say go to YouTube, search for uh, the song Clones by Recognize, W-R-E-K-O-N-I-Z-E, and look up the music video for that, because it's basically the same story, plus you get a a pretty sweet song with it. (laughs) (laughs) So I would recommend that over going to see Gemini in the theater. You, I don't know. I don't think the 3D would have helped because the story, yeah. like I said, was fucking bland. Uh, last resort. It's a last resort. All right. So the second Netflix new release that I saw was Between Two Ferns, the movie, directed by Scott Ackerman. Now, the cast list is pretty big because there's a lot of cameos. I don't know if I'll... Talk about all of them. I don't know. It's not like it's, oh, you're going to ruin the Between Two Ferns movie. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's his shtick. He interviews yeah. celebrities. So, uh, Zach Galifianakis, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Olivia McDara, uh, Phil Hendry, Mary Shear, Mike Ivey, Matt Besser, Mary Holland, Bruce Willis, Keanu Reeves, Will Ferrell, Chance the Rapper, Lauren Lepkus, Ryan Gall, Rashida Jones, Adam Scott, John Cho, Jason Schwartzman, Brie Larson, David Letterman, <laughs> Paul Rudd, Chrissy Teigen, John Legend, John Hamm. There's more. Uh, synopsis. Zach Galifianakis and his oddball crew take a road trip to complete a series of high-profile celebrity interviews. So this is based off of the uh, sketch show from funnierdie.com. Now, you've never really seen any of them? Or just maybe a clip here or there? No, I've never actually watched it. Okay. So I've seen pretty much all of them, and I find pretty much all of them to be hilarious. Mm. Um he plays a fictionalized version of himself. So he goes by Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. But he interviews people um, in a very uncomfortable way. He asks some absurd and offensive questions. He insults them the entire time, basically. And it's done in the format of a really cheap uh, public access talk show. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so like, hey, let's make a movie out of it. And so and his, his first guest in the movie is Matthew McConaughey. And there ends up being a uh, pipe leak for reasons you find out later. But uh, so they have some plumbing problems and the uh, pipes break and it floods the the interview room. And it kills Matthew McConaughey, except he's brought back to life through resuscitation. So he's he was yeah. dead for a split second there. Yeah. But uh, you know the studio's ruined. But Will Ferrell plays, I guess, a fictionalized version of himself, and offers him a, a talk show if he can give him ten episodes of Between Two Ferns in two weeks. And so he has to take the show on the road hmm. to try and get some interviews with people. To give him, uh, you know, because he's all worried about the clicks because his sketch show gives him so many clicks on his website. So if he completes the task, he'll give him his own talk show. Okay. Like a late night talk show. Hmm. So that's the uh, plot, I guess. So they go road tripping, interviewing various celebrities. And uh, some of the interviews are pretty funny. I still think the uh, show on Funny or Die is better funnier and the in-between stuff isn't that great it seems like something that would probably be better in small doses yeah it's enjoyable enough but this was another movie where i'm like well they didn't they definitely didn't (laughs) need to make this movie could have just kept on doing the show which i'm i don't know i'm sure they will it seems like they enjoy doing it yeah well so yeah i'll just give this a last resort all right. It's a last resort. I remember hearing about that coming out, and I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like a surprise. Like, you know what? Hey, they made a Between Two Ferns movie in secret. <laughs> probably because it took five days to make. Probably. All right. My third movie is a 2018 film, and it's called The Happy Time Murders. Mm-hmm. It's uh I know how big of a Melissa McCarthy fan you are. <laughs> it's directed by Brian Henson. <laughs> we may get into that. It's, so is he related to Jim then? I don't know. I kind of guessed that, but I'm not sure. Let me see. He's married to Mia Sarah. Son of Jim Henson. Okay. I'm sure Jim Henson would be super proud of this one. Uh, stars Melissa McCarthy, Elizabeth Banks, Maya Rudolph, uh, Leslie David Baker, Joel McHale, uh, Cynthia Wu, Michael McDonald, not the singer. Uh-huh. So they have all the humans, but uh, trying to find who voiced the uh, the puppets. Uh, Bill Beretta did the. Uh, he was the main. Puppet. We also had Colleen Smith, Dorian Davies, Kevin Clash, uh, Victor Yared, Drew Massey, uh, Ted Michaels. Yeah, quite a few voice actors on there. Synopsis. When the puppet cast of a 90s children's TV show began to get murdered one by one, a disgraced LAPD detective turned private eye puppet takes on the case. So this is uh, it's like a, deto- a detective noir spoof. Mm-hmm. It's very kind of true to the genre with its uh, its style. 
Um, and then the main character is a private investigator who happens to be a puppet. Hmm. And so they don't really explain it. It just kind of is. There's uh, just puppets living in the human world amongst the people. And uh, the people don't uh, really appreciate the puppets. They treat them like uh, second-class citizens. Mm. They have lots of slurs for the puppets. <laughs> puppets have some slurs for the humans. And so there's a bit of an allegory there, if you want to read into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy is tolerable in this. Like She's, she's more subdued, <laughs> I would say. Uh, she does. Was it an understated performance from <laughs> Melissa McCarthy? Uh, comparatively speaking, yes. She was just nominated for Best Actress last year. She's not the main character, so she's like a secondary character. She's like the main supporting actress, mm-hmm. I would say, is what her role is in this. And uh, so, yeah, um, like I said, it's a detective noir story. So there's a little bit of Chinatown in there. Mm-hmm. There's uh, and then uh, it kind of evolves into this puppet investigator ends up being in the vicinity as all these puppets get murdered. Who happened to be on a TV show with his brother and Elizabeth Banks in the nineties? Okay, and so he's forced to team up with Melissa McCarthy, who used to be his partner on the force before a mishap got him banned along with all other puppets from being a policeman. Mm. Yeah, so there's some really funny gross-out moments in this movie involving puppets that I thought were hilarious, but it's pretty uneven overall. Um, there's a lot of a uh, lot of time in the movie where it's just, like, not that funny. Yeah. And then there's times where, like, I was laughing my ass off. Um they stay pretty true to the, the genre that they're trying to spoof. But, you know, like I said, it's pretty uneven overall, so I'll give it a last resort. All righty. That's a last resort. So now we come to the movie challenge section. Our last recently seen up, Brett challenged me to watch Race with the Devil. And so I'll talk about that now, give it a rating, and we'll kind of wrap up the show and then if you want to stick around, we'll talk more about it with spoilers. Yeah. I'm also going to uh, challenge Brett to watch a movie uh, before we wrap up the show. So Race with the Devil came out in 1975, directed by Jack Starrett, starring Peter Fonda, Warren Oates, Loretta S- uh, Swit, who's actually uh, from MASH. She was... Uh, Major uh, Margaret Hotlips Houlihan. So it was kind of different seeing her in a movie. I don't know if I've ever seen her in a film before. But uh, yeah, also starring Lara Parker, R.G. Armstrong, Paul A. Parton or Parshan. Now I had to look him up because as soon as I saw him, I'm like, that's fucking Franklin from Texas Chainsaw. And I was right. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> God. Who is he in uh, Race with the Devil? I'm trying to picture what his character was in there. Cal Mathers. He was, uh, was he the towards de- the beginning. Was he the deputy? Yeah, he was one of the deputies, I think. Okay. 
or somebody who's helping the deputies. All right. But yeah, he's early on in the film. You see him. Uh, synopsis. Two couples vacationing together in an RV from Texas to Colorado are terrorized after they witness a murder during a satanic ritual. So yeah, they're uh, headed to Aspen to get some skiing in. They're going in January because they don't <laughs> like crowds. Yeah. It's uh, Peter Fonda War Notes. They run a motorcycle dealership. And so they uh, bring their wives and this brand's making a new RV. They bring the motorcycles. and Yeah, Peter Fonda is a racer. He's a yep. mo- motorcycle racer. They do a little off-roading, you know, when they're uh, resting in the yeah. RV. But, uh, yeah, they're just kind of having a... Having a nice time, having some drinks, having some food, some good times. And, uh, yeah, they witness a satanic ritual where they see a woman murdered. Yeah. And then they're on the run because uh, they're immediately spotted. <laughs> His hot lips wouldn't shut her mouth. <laughs> Turn <laughs> the, the hot fuck. lips. <laughs> she she had the door open with the lights on. She's yelling at me, come to bed. <laughs> Drinking too much. Or no, it's just, shut the light. <laughs> Turn it off. What? Why? What? <laughs> And uh, they're chased, uh, attacked, and they just escape with their lives uh, to uh, get to the police station where they make a report. Hmm. From that point on, they're kind of, they're somewhat investigating it themselves. Yeah. The women go to the library to check out some books to learn about satanic rituals and witchcraft. And uh, they have some more run-ins with this satanic cult. And it's kind of a, it has elements of horror, action, thriller. Yeah, no car and movie. There's certain expo- exploitative elements. Yeah, this movie was uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, it's uh, from '75, so it's from that kind of age of f- films that's I think aged actually really well. Yeah, it holds up. I think so there's some pretty pretty cool uh, stunts and practical effects in here. Um, it's also cool to see Peter Fonda back when he wasn't a douchebag. <laughs> Uh, R.I.P. also for Peter Fonda, but uh, his, 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 his later years, he uh, kind of went off the deep end. Oh, my. He made it in that uh, that video that uh, they took the scene from Kingsman and had Donald Trump killing everybody. <laughs> oh, really? I was surprised they included him since he I died. I think he was in that video. I think he was like the first one in it because they had the clip of him. Maybe I'm mistaking it for another one. <laughs> You're mistaking him for Kathy Griffin. No, because they had the <laughs> quote. They had the quote of uh, his tweet where he said they they should lock up Baron Trump and have him get raped by a bunch of pedophiles. Yeah, and it's not like he was just a big. Uh, well, he might say he's a, a big liberal, but uh, he also said he was training his grandsons to assassinate Barack Obama. So, is uh, <laughs> it at the Cannes Film Festival? <laughs> he was just different. <laughs> Seems like he wanted terrible things to happen to all politicians. So, well, his, uh, his sister Jane just got uh, arrested for uh, something about climate change or something. Some protest, yeah. Apparently, she moved to Washington D.C. to get arrested over and over again. Yeah, that's nothing different for uh, Hanoi Jane, though, is it? Right. <laughs> I tweeted it out, but I. <laughs> I, I'm just going to put it out there. She wasted a lot of paper making copies in the early 80s. <laughs> yep. So yeah, she did. So I think I think we're all a little bit to blame. 
tried to poison her boss. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, you know, I haven't seen War Notes and all that many things. A couple of things here or there. Yeah. It's good to see him. Uh, yeah, cast was good. There's some really uh, good moments. Fun to be had. Horror to be seen. Yeah. Uh, I like the ending quite a bit. I think the ending kind of saves it for, uh, at times I thought maybe it dragged a little, but it was short enough. It's only, what, 88 minutes? Yeah. I like the last like 20 or 30 is mostly chasing. Yeah. There's a few small breaks in there but it's it's mm-hmm. mostly a chase scene yeah so i would i would recommend this i will give it an eventually eventually and i gave it a soonish that you did because it's fucking awesome so now we get to the movie challenge part this is a challenge well after assigning to antichrist last time uh, going to something a little lighter, and we're going back to the James Bond well. You're going to watch From Russia With Love, the second Bond film. Oh, no. I would think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Much lighter fare. Sounds topical. Hmm? From lo- from Russia With Love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got uh, Robert Shaw's in there, so you'll have a good time with Robert him. Robert Shaw, he's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, you'll like that. Like, no yeah. Burgess Meredith, I'm sorry, but <laughs> at least you got Robert Shaw. I do like Burgess Meredith. Yeah. He's pretty good. So next recently seen episode, you will we'll talk about that. And then, uh, yeah, we're still continuing our horror extravaganza, so be looking out for that comes a night episode breakdown. And then uh, I think next week we're going to do Mother? Break down a Mother! Mother! I, I can't forget the <laughs> exclamation point. It's all lowercase <laughs> with an exclamation point. And then after that, I think we're going to do uh, the Town That Dreaded Sundown sequel from 2014, 2016, something like that. I it's a newer, it's, it's I don't a think newer it's, film. It's probably older than 2016. <laughs> Not too much, though. Uh, the original came out in 74, I believe, or 75, maybe. Mid-70s. Thereabouts, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we get that coming up. Uh, throughout October, uh, those episodes will drop. So I'll be looking out for that. I don't want to sway anybody's opinion on the movie Mother! <laughs> but uh, it, the podcast Films on Trial just put it on trial last mm-hmm. week. And boy, did that get heated. <laughs> oh, boy. A uh, lot of uh, uh, passionate opinions about the movie Mother. I see. Yeah, I haven't seen it since the theater. I liked it quite a bit. I was just one of those movies where like, I don't know how many times I'm going to watch it. But yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I, I, I saw it uh, about a year ago for the first time. Uh, I'm guessing I'll probably have more fun watching it a second time. Yeah. It was on Epix, uh, a free trial. Because mm-hmm. for some reason, I don't have Epix. <laughs> but, Everything uh, else. Well, not Cinemax anymore. Oh, really? Fucking Xfinity. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really liked it. It was fantastic. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Brett, where can people help us out if they want to support the show and maybe... Send a little money our way. 
Well, you get some great merch. You can send some money, and then you'll get something cool in return. A t-shirt go. or a hoodie or a sticker or a mug, something. Uh, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash WTM watch this movie. And through October 31st, you can use the promo code HORROR, H-O-R-R-O-R, to get 10% off your order. Mm. And I am assured that that code is working on everything now. Everything that's available, at least. Yeah. And so, I mean, we got lots of stuff up there. Just in the last uh, couple months, we've added the the horror extravaganza design, which is pretty sweet, the dueling chainsaws. Mm-hmm. I just got a t-shirt with that on it. Yeah. Uh, we have the uh, Halloween jack-o'-lantern WTM logo. Also pretty... Just pretty sweet. Pretty sweet if you want to wear that uh, as a Halloween uh, type thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also got the head sheriff in charge. If you've been listening to our horror extravaganza, <laughs> you know that we've been trying to push the head of sheriff in charge. <laughs> That's <laughs> the HSIC. <laughs> the HSIC. And uh, you can get your own HSA, HSIC. You can get your own HSIC. <laughs> Uh, merchandise at WTM's Teespring store. I think you're forgetting that we also offer a costume because you could dress up as Mr. Positivity himself. There's a shirt. <laughs> you could. <laughs> Says Mr. Positivity. I also got one of those shirts. It's pretty sweet. So, yeah, if you want a if you want a quick and easy Halloween costume, you can just go get yourself a, a Mr. Positivity t-shirt, hoodie, whatever. And uh, you just tell everybody that you're Mr. Positivity. Yeah. And if anybody questions you, just say, you know, the people that call me that, you don't know them. (laughs) And you don't need to know them. It's between me and them. All right. I'll uh, wrap up the show now, and then we'll get into spoilers for Race with the Devil. So uh, please reach out to us. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at WatchThis underscore movie or Brett at PositivelyWolf1. Uh, check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. And please rate and review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. So now let's get into spoilers for Race with the Devil. Yeah. I tell you, War Notes... You know, people have the expression, you know, the guy couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Well, this guy could hit the broadside of a truck with a shotgun very easily. In the same spot. The same spot over and over again. <laughs> like, I can't hit him. I was like, can this fucking guy just shoot towards the window at all? Or, or the, the whole wheels. windshield. Yeah, the wheels. It's like, aim down. <laughs> so what? That got a little frustrated at a point. So I was like, Jesus Christ. Can this guy fucking shoot at all? It's like it's one thing if you, even if you miss, if you're aiming at like the driver, this guy just keeps hitting the same part of the truck, the, just the big, the big side. It's, it's a box truck, and the and the back is empty, and you know it's empty because at some point the door comes open or falls off or something, and yeah, you can see the. I think when it flips, you can kind of see it when it's on its side, and like the door comes open. Yeah. Oh. Man, <laughs> yeah, I was getting so frustrated. I was like, 
I just wanted Peter Fonda to grab it again because, <laughs> you know, he shot a couple guys. I liked how they made a point that they're like, we're going to take the uh, the rod out of it or whatever. What do they say? The the plug. The plug out of it so we can have four in the, you know, in the barrel and uh, or uh, four in the whatever and one in the chamber. Mm-hmm. And then you never see them reload. Yeah. Um, getting back towards the beginning, uh, so the satanic ritual that they witness, do they just blur out all the tits on that? That so, was weird. It, well, it's PG, mm-hmm. and I think there was, like, the main chick is definitely blurred, like the one that's getting sacrificed, but then there's some on the on the outside where they're not. I mean, you see plenty of side boob, and then plenty of, like shadows kind of covering the breasts and yeah. then when it's like full-on frontal with the sacrificial blonde it just was like blurry but it was over the fire so it was like well the heat you know could i know like i think wavy, that's what was like, i think that's what they're that's going unnatural. for yeah i think that's what they're going for but uh yeah it's definitely censored mm-hmm. and i the first time i watched it, i thought that's fucking weird that is bizarre like I've never seen that before like is this not the the right cut of the movie or but then it's like it's PG, so maybe they're like, you know, if we put tits in it, it's gonna be R because everything else is kind of. But it's like a nineteen seventy five PG. Yeah, you could have a tit in there. Yeah, but like they had the PG films, like the people going around the circle, you could see some tits there. But airplanes PG. There's a close up of those tits <laughs> as they come across the screen. That they pause true. and bounce in your face. That is true. And then she hops out of the way, but yeah. That's PG. Sure is. Mm-hmm. She didn't get sacrificed, though. Yeah. I like how, like, everybody's in on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it because it seems like everybody in every town that they come across <laughs> is giving them the side eye. <laughs> At least one person in the room. Yeah. I liked uh, when they went up there with the cop um, or with the sheriff, the HSIC, and his deputies. And they're looking around, and they're like, you know, are you sure it happened here? And and then they see the blood stains on the sand, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, we're going to have to take a sample. So he just, like, bare hands it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yep. and then uh, they're like, oh, there's a dog hanging on the tree. That that must be it. They must have just killed the dog. <laughs> um, And then the, what the deputy was talking about, last week we found a bunch of kids were camping out in somebody's backyard and they just killed like five cats something like that yep and then when they get back to town and they're like you know it was weird they asked us to go with them to give them directions and we never gave them directions they just turned up there and went straight there (laughs) (laughs) like oops (laughs) yeah everyone is super suspicious (laughs) they come to contact with uh basically what happened to your back window (laughs) because <laughs> they they bust out the back window of the rv and then everywhere they go after that it's what happened to your back window mm-hmm. what happened here i mean i can kind of see that because it's very noticeable yeah. and the guy's supposed to be servicing the vehicle mm-hmm. you know it's not a self-serve station but like he was just acting creepy the whole time anyways yeah so then none of the phones work yep there's a big wind up north yeah <laughs> Even the operator's like, no. <laughs> it actually gets the opera. Oh, I can't hear you. Yeah. 
Well, that phone's been out for a month. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone at the pool. Oh, my so God. They're staring and touching themselves. <laughs> looking at the one wife. Hot lips didn't, didn't really notice She it. didn't notice. She's like, I'm used What's to it. What's the problem? She's like, I'm used to it. You must be new to this attention. How about the Hendersons? Do you like the Hendersons? They're very bubbly personalities. <laughs> <laughs> very friendly, nosy neighbors. Oh, you got plastic. We got real wood in ours. Just a wax it <laughs> once every two weeks, right? Yeah. Look, they got uh, they got a microwave oven. <laughs> and those snakes that pop out of the uh, cabinets. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, some cool facts, you know, using real snakes. Yeah. The Warren Oates just cannot. <laughs> well, he was. He took longer killing that snake with the pole than he does shooting the broadside of a truck. To, to be fair, he was wasted through the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. We were like, any time something bad happens, they're like, want to have a drink? Yeah, I need one. You know, like, they're just constantly getting lit. And they're like, they wake up in the morning, they have a drink. You know, they're drinking late at night and. That's why Hot Lips is complaining. She's like, you guys are, dri- I don't want to have to drive in the morning. Right. But it's like, hey, you guys just are constantly stopping and making drinks and martinis. And I'm going to make the driest martini <laughs> we've ever had. Well, they, even when they they saw the the ritual and they first were running away from him, Warren Oates was totally blasted. He jumps right behind that steering wheel. Yep. <laughs> it's like, it's my RV. I'm driving. Gonna it is get- a recreational vehicle you can go through rivers with that thing you're gonna get stuck in a hole <laughs> i thought the uh the score was great at building tension yeah like you get that rv stuck and that music starts swelling up and then mm-hmm. you know you see the people kind of coming out of the everywhere in the woods yeah coming at them that was pretty great yep let's see what else happens in there the the final scene the I guess the the last shot with the the fire around the RV was pretty cool. Oh man, yeah, I like that too. They were just surrounded. Like they think they're they're away, they're free, and uh, nope, they're not. So I was wondering if they would have just kept on driving. How long they would have to drive <laughs> to to escape everybody? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it kept going after he drove it into that tree. Why didn't the gas stations just say? Now we just ran out of gas. Aren't getting another delivery until tomorrow or some shit. Everyone keeps giving them gas. <laughs> well, that one dude, that one guy sold him a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Happy hunting. I thought you think a, he was in on it. Well, I thought like when he handed him the shells, I thought maybe there was a chance he gave him blanks. Yeah. And that wasn't the case, but because he, I thought there was kind of a weird look between them, like when he goes to get him the shells. Cause that and dude's he goes phone, and grabs the box. Yeah, his phone didn't work either. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, maybe you know, he just fucked him over and gave him blanks. But maybe, nope. maybe he's just blissfully ignorant. Yeah. Happy hunting. It did seem even the price was a bit steep, even for seventy five. Was with the shells, I think like, it was like two hundred and it's like two seventy five. Yeah, something like that. Because I thought he said something like two twenty for the gun, and then it was like two seventy five or two eighty for with the shell with the, with two boxes of shells. Yeah, sixty dollars. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not even sixty dollars now. I don't think. Well, I don't know how many boxes you gave him. You gave him two, two or three, just maybe. two. Oh, yeah, I don't it know. It could have been two, like seventeen, and it just sounded like seventy something. Maybe. 
So maybe that's what it was. But even like the 210 or whatever it was with the shotgun, I was like, I don't know. I, he's out in the boonies and everyone has guns. And I'm sure you could probably get that for 100. Yeah. Well, he was in a hurry. Yep. It's always good when you're buying a gun in a hurry. <laughs> How about all the the uh, fake roadblocks and detours that they put up? I don't believe a school bus on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then they had the construction crew mm-hmm. send them off to the side there. So, yep. I don't know, man. I I just thought it was uh, pretty fucking great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, anything else you want to add? No. I mean, if uh, if you don't have anything else, I think we can sign off. All right. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right. Check you later. Bye. Later. Man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. Hey, man, you off my case.